What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to some of our new sponsors to our podcast. So tune in. First off, I want to give a shout out to my man Louis Frangiosa at Lulu Banga Sports Cards. If you guys are looking to buy or sell sports cards, our guy Louis Frangiosa is the guy you need to speak with. This man has them all NBA, NFL. MLB, NHL, heck, he even has some WWE cards. That's right, any sport, if you want any of them, he got them. So give him a call. Check him out on his Instagram, at LuluBangaSportsCards. Or check out his sales account on eBay, at LuluBangaSportsCards. You can buy, sell, or trade any sports card. He's your guy for that. Or feel free to reach out to him. Just contact Louis Frangiosa directly at 484-318-5394. Check him out now. Patriotic Powerhouse. That's right, guys. Shout out to our man Dan Testa at Patriotic Powerhouse for supporting the Stoop Life podcast. Companies that are made to help others win, that is a company we support. And that is exactly what Patriotic Powerhouse is founded upon. If you are looking to run a charity foundation for your small business, Dan Testa at Patriotic Powerhouse is the one you need to contact for that. He will set you up with the best charity you have ever seen. You want a raffle? He got you. You want to do a giveaway? He got you. You want to run a party? He got you. He can and will make them the best charities you ever ran. So next time you're looking to run a charity for your business, give our buddy Dan Testa a call at Patriotic Powerhouse. You can find him on Instagram at Patriotic underscore Powerhouse or reach out to Dan directly at 856-535-1525. Shout out to our man Keith Andrews at Keystone Professional Cleaners. Are you guys by chance looking to keep or get your home or business clean? Now, I'm talking about clean, clean, like professionally clean, not half-assed clean like we give. Keystone Professional Cleaners are here for that. They provide both residential and commercial cleaning solutions. If this is something you or your company needs, reach out to Keith Andrews at Keystone Professional Cleaners. They offer weekly, bi-weekly, monthly services, as well as move-in and move-out services. Tile and grout cleaning, carpet cleaning. Stripping wax, spraying buff, you name it, they do it all. They are a full-service janitorial and commercial cleaning provider. They offer full services in the Montgomery County, Bucks County, Lehigh County, Philadelphia County, and Delaware County areas. Check them out on Facebook at Keystone Professional Cleaners, LLC. Or give them a call at one 800 403 94 Or if you prefer email, shoot them a message at Keith at KeystoneProfessionalCleaners.com. Again, Keystone Professional Cleaners. Check them out for all your cleaning services. Are you by chance looking for a home? Or maybe you're looking to sell your home. Or possibly you're just looking to rent? Well, don't worry about it. Either way, our guy Anthony Belletta is the best in the business. We're talking about Balletta Realtor. Servicing the Pennsylvania and New Jersey area, the Anthony Balletta team 
is the squad we use for buying our homes and selling our homes. Ant and his team offer a once-in-a-lifetime experience when searching for a new home or selling and getting a new one. Friendly, committed, diligent, dependable, passionate, professionalism, and proficient. That is everything you get when you work with Team Boletta Real Estate. Associated with Keller Williams, Ant and his team offer some of the best services in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Check them out on Instagram at The Boletta Team or on their Facebook page, Anthony Boletta Team, Keller Williams Real Estate. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, give Ant a call at 484-202-0857 or shoot them an email at info at Again, that's Anthony Boletta, Team Boletta Real Estate. Check them out for all your home needs. Shout out to my man, Humble Thurman, at Dwight's Clothing and Accessories Shop. Dwight's Shop is literally a one-stop shop for everything you need. Located at 154 West Main Street, right here in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Dwight's store sells basic clothing needs, which include Nike suits, t-shirts, tank tops, thermals, both men's and women's clothing. They even sell purses, handbags, and all your accessory needs. They also have a wide selection of body oils, incense, natural vitamins, shea butters, and lots of various natural products that you could use. Dwight's is a one-stop shop for all of your needs with a main focus on everyday basic necessities from hygiene to clothing and health. And all of this comes at an affordable price. So check them out on Facebook, Dwight's Clothing and Accessory Shop, or like I said, stop by 154 West Main Street, Norristown, PA, Dwight's Clothing and Accessory Shop. Let's talk about cars for a second. You know, because we all have them. Well, mostly. And sometimes we need to get rid of them. Unfortunately, sometimes dealerships, junkyards, you name it, they try to rip you the fuck off. That's why we use our guys over at Narton Auto Salvage. They buy cars, whether they're running or not. They can be wrecked, junked, or just flat out old. They take them. Not only will they take them, but they're going to pay you more for your vehicle than anyone else will. They service the Montgomery County and surrounding Pennsylvania and New Jersey areas. Check them out on Facebook at Narton Auto Salvage. Or feel free to give them a call and get a quick two-minute quote on what your vehicle is worth and how they can pick it up and take it off your hands. They can be reached at 484 484- 6870131. Just tell them Stoop Life told you to come and they'll take care of your car. Picture this. You're about to go on your first date with the smoking hot girl you just met. You roll up and the car's filthy. We all know that's a no-go. We need to show up with the car looking brand new. I'm not talking about running through the car wash clean. I'm talking about professionally clean, sparkling, pristine fresh well don't worry about that because we got people that will make your car look even better than the day you bought it thanks to our dude dan tutoris and his professional car detailing business drag on customs our cars are always looking top of the line drag on customs is a fully automated detailing company they service cars trucks boats they'll even do your school bus cop car Or they'll do your airplane if you got one of those. Because some of you do. 
Located in Skipback, Pennsylvania, they service just about every county in Pennsylvania. And guess what? They'll even come to you with their badass mobile detailing van. They even have their own shop. So if you live a little bit too far away, you can go drive to them. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Dragon Customs. Or shoot them a call at 484-213-9392. I guarantee it will be the best detail your car will ever get. Mark my words on it. Now go, give them a call, and get your car looking brand new. Check out Dan Tudor's Drag On Customs, best in the business. I promise you that. Now that we have the selling and transfer of cars covered, as well as making them look fresh and clean, I think it's time we talk about repairing them. Because sometimes, you know, we get them cleaned up, but we got a little bit of damage on it that cleaning up can't settle. But it's not bad enough that we want to sell it. So we just want it repaired. It's time we talked about repairing them, guys. I see too many people driving around with chip paint, dents, and scratches on the cars and bumpers. But don't worry, people. We can fix that. Thanks to our sponsor, Mike McMonagle at Colors on Parade. They can make that car look brand new. Located in Montgomery and Bucks County area, they are a body shop on wheels. They specialize in fixing and painting bumpers, mirrors, rims. Any car issues that need paint, they do it. You got some scratches on your car? Need some touch-ups on them door hinges? That's an easy fix for them. They specialize in making those paint blemishes in your car go away. Making your car look fresh and new is what they do. So if you have a car that needs a bumper painted, a mirror painted, or any type of paintwork that needs to be done to your car, reach out to Mike McMonagle at Colors on Parade. Check them out on both Facebook and Instagram at Colors on Parade, or just shoot them a call or text to 610-618-9335. Get that car looking fresh, paint it brand new, you'll feel a lot better. So check out Colors on Parade. Chasing cash, but you can't buy respect. Uh, sell your soul, spend your whole life in debt. Microphone checker, supreme neck protector. Godson, still keep a tech on the dresser. 10,000 hours or better, I never let up. Up 20 in the fourth, and still I apply pressure. The rulers back a minute for good measure. Foot on their necks whenever they try to get her. Don't confuse me with a beginner. I spring train in the winter. I just want to ball a hundred summers. Championships right out the gutter. It's a man's world, baby boy. Guns. We're good to go. Let's hit it, bro. All right. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy PJ back at it again with another episode of The Stupid Life. I say the because we are the only ones doing it like this. And uh, tonight we got a banger. These two, this has been like one in the making. This is revenge for somebody, and this is like a closeout game to another person. So, in one corner, we got a guy who is representing a pioneer in this sport. We have BJ Penn being represented by the one, the only Craig. In the other corner, we got Mr. BKO himself. What up, what up? The ass kicker. The ass kicker. Let me... Put, put a little dot on that. I'm trying. We got we to gotta hold up the standard there. Huh? I said I got to hold up that standard now. Thanks. 
Put some pressure on me. It was three and zero in. in um, Something like right that. now, it's Something like that. right now. Craig's hey, one right now. Hey, records, just... records are meant to be broken, so uh, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not down my man right here. Especially, I want to give him a shout-out right now because my man's coming off a, a flawless fucking victory. And the only reason I want to bring it yes. up is because Rafael Nadal is a flawless victory. And I, yo, I want to – if you guys didn't listen to his last debate, it was actually a tennis debate about Nadal versus Roger Federer. I absolutely dominated it, dominated it. And what, four months later, Rafael Nadal won another major title. Just to even yeah. add to his debate. So it's like, I, I'm, not yeah. a, I'm not even really a Nadal fan at all. But like after his debate, a lot of the stats he gave, and yeah. it was real good. Like I liked it. And now he won again. So it's like, it's hard yeah. to argue that he's not the GOAT. Honestly, like it really is. That's the one thing I want to say about Craig. Before the debate he had with uh, um, Dave, he really made me into a believer. Then Nadal just fucking put the the fucking check mark. Like, all right, he's the goat in my opinion. He's the fucking goat. Craig, hell of a win. Thank so you. he still got that same energy. Well, let's get it on, boys. Which one of you guys want to um, call the help that the the coin well, flip? Uh, you know how it works, man. We're both kind of the host of the show, so our our, our guest got said, "Do you want to call it a coin flip, or you want me to call it?" It's a heads or tails. Yeah, heads or tails. Take heads. My man got heads. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, I'll just go it first. I'll go first. I'll go first. That's fine. It is heads. Go first. You yeah. got it anyway, I'll brother. Floor is yours. Tell these people why. Show these people why. BJ BJ Penn is the goat. Show these motherfuckers why. All right. First off, when when you're talking about BJ and Aldo, you got to give credit where credit's due. Both these men. Two of the best fighters to ever step in the octagon. Both going into the Hall of Fame. Both incredible fighters of the sport. So when you when you talk about who had a better career between two people that are going into the Hall of... By the way, BJ's already in the Hall of Fame. Aldo is not. So when you talk about these two, it's not, it's not so much records. It's more who made... To take a direct quote from BJ Penn, he said, MMA is not a career. It's an opportunity. So when you have two fighters of this caliber, it's who made the better opportunity with their time. Who took the bigger chances and who made the most of the opportunity that they were given by the UFC. So when you look off at that, when BJ Penn first started off, he was a jiu-jitsu black belt, got his black belt in four years. Only like less than 10 people in the world have ever done that. He was the first non-Brazilian to win a world championship at the black belt level, which got him into the UFC. That's why the UFC wanted him. When he went into the UFC, Dana gave him that opportunity. Dana himself quoted himself saying, BJ Penn built that 155 division with that opportunity that he had. He went in there... He killed it. They created a. It was a four-man tournament to this to determine who the winner of the 155 division would be. It came down. BJ. He was a co-champion. The last fight was a draw. After that fight, he had left the UFC. He said, "I'm done with the UFC. The competition is not good enough." He left the UFC and he went to another organization to fight better names. 
to fight higher competition. He fought... Now, for those of you who don't know much about mixed martial arts, in the world of mixed martial arts, the most, the most famous family, the most important name in martial arts is Gracie. And he fought two of them and beat both of them. He fought two Gracies and beat them both. And then he went up. He went up in weight and he fought a guy named Matthews. Now, for those of you who don't know, Matthews ended up being like, his final record ended up being like 80 and 15 or something. And he had demolished everybody in his division at that point. Matthews was just the man. He went through his entire division and just destroyed everybody. Like he was, he was the top of the mountain for most people in the UFC. BJ Penn went in there, steamrolled him, just demolished him within the first round, I believe it was. Not only did BJ beat the highest names of the level of of fighting at his weight class, he did it in five different weight classes, and. He held belts in two different weight divisions in the UFC. He was the second person to ever do that. And if you want to get super technical about it, when he beat Matt Hughes for the welterweight title, he was still the co-champion of the 155 division, which would technically make him the first person to ever hold two belts at the same time. Aldo never did that. Aldo went through the 145 division just recycled him. Just kept going on and on. Fought the same fighters. BJ, he wanted the best of the best. So he fought five divisions, the biggest names in the sport. And in fact, he was such a big star. He was so good that Dana White called him the first ever crossover star for pay-per-view. The biggest crossover star that the UFC ever had. Coming from one sport of jiu-jitsu to the UFC. Then... When he left the UFC to go to a different organization, the UFC had to cancel the 155 division. They canceled it for three years. BJ was such a he was such a big star, they couldn't survive without him. When Aldo got knocked out in 14 seconds and left the the 145 division and moved up, that division went on fine without him. That's they survived just fine without Aldo. 155 couldn't survive without BJ when he left. When he left, he also held another belt in another division, in another organization. I believe it was K1. I'm not sure. I don't have my paper with me. I left it at home. Bob, Bob Sneak attacked me today and said, come over and get meatloaf. So I couldn't. I, I, le- I left in such a hurry, I didn't have my paper. But anyway, when it's all said and done, both of these men, I mean, Aldo has the better record. He, he has more wins than BJ Penn does. However... He did it all in the same division where BJ Penn did it in multiple divisions. He actually fought in five divisions. You know how much you know how much pressure that puts on your body to fluctuate between fucking 145 all the way up to he- he went all the way up to heavyweight. He went all the way up to heavyweight and almost won. He almost beat Leota Machida in a heavyweight fight. Aldo Aldo just stayed in his little 145 bubble. He never left. He never left until he got beat. And, I mean, there's not much more. Like, what else can I say? He went, did five divisions, beat the biggest names. He went on to fight the biggest names in the sport. Like, he beat two Gracies. He beat Matt Hughes. He beat, he defended the, the lightweight title three times. 
there's I mean there's not much more I can say. He 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 made way more advantageous moves and took way better opportunities than Jose Aldo did. In fact, Jose Jose Aldo did not get into the UFC until BJ Penn showed Dana White that the lower divisions were profitable. So technically Without BJ Penn, there is no Jose Auto. There is no 145 division. And that's what I got to say. All right, Bob. I want to say good work on that one. Good work. Uh, especially co- coming in with your paperwork there. I give you credit, man. Uh, Sneak but, attack yeah, with the meatloaf. No, nah, but the, the thing is, guys, me and Craig it's have been arguing. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, me and Craig have been arguing about BJ Penn being good or not for 10 years now. The only difference we're adding in is Jose Aldo. We never, we never really argued about Jose Aldo because, like, like he said, you know, they both have legendary careers. So, like, we lived through Aldo. Like, our whole life is Aldo. So that's why we added him in here. But I want to say this: like, BJ Penn is a pioneer. There's a difference between a pioneer and a goat. But I want to make sure you guys understand this: we're not arguing which one of these guys is the goat. We're arguing which guy had a better career. So BJ Penn was a pioneer, right? He, he was the first guy to do two division and be a champion, but he never defended that welterweight belt. And if you talk to any real fighting fans, any real MMA fans, we will all agree that you are not a champion unless you defend that belt. That's just, if, if you're in that game, that's out. Like That's my viewpoint on it. That's a lot of other people's. I believe Steve said it in the podcast as well. He never defended that welterweight belt. Right? He never defended it. He did beat Matt Hughes. It was a great win. But that was like one of his only legendary elite wins. You don't want to talk about records about BJ Penn because BJ Penn doesn't really have any records. My man is 16 and 14 in his career. Okay? 16 and 14. Aldo had a bigger winning streak than he has wins total. Think about that. That's crazy. Like, I get it. He, he only went in one division, but he ran through it. And he never fought the same guy twice until later in his career when he had to fight Max Holloway. You said that BJ Penn was the reason Jose Aldo's division is in here, right? How come it took BJ Penn six years, six years in the UFC he was in there, to bring over Jose Aldo's division? Not only did they bring Jose Aldo in, Dana White and the UFC bought the entire company of WEC to bring over Jose Aldo. They didn't buy it for anyone else. It was Jose Aldo. They brought Jose Aldo over. That wasn't because of BJ Penn. That was because Jose Aldo was headlining WEC events the same exact time as UFC was doing their pay-per-views. And who were they watching more? They were watching, they were watching a WEC more. Remember that. That's what happened. But, I mean, to get it started off with Jose Aldo, because BJ Penn, we're going we're gonna to get a lot into him in a little bit, but I want to give a little bit of reference on Jose Aldo here. Jose Aldo was the first champion in the UFC at the featherweight division at UFC 129, first ever. BJ Penn wasn't the first ever lightweight champion. So he already went into a division that was already there and has still thrived. It's actually probably the best division in the UFC right now. I mean, you got Charles Oliveira, Islam. And yeah, he did have a lot to do with that. 
But he didn't he have a lot. It. He didn't have a lot of success going forward in it for the longevity of his career. So when we talk about like longevity, like careers, Jose Aldo had a 25 fight win streak at featherweight. Overall, he had an 18 fight win streak overall. He won eight straight title shot title fights in the UFC. Do you know the longest win streak BJ Penn ever had? It was only in the UFC three, and it was four total. Compared to 25 in one division and 18 straight in his career. All that. Okay. So 18 fights in a row. Like, no one has ever won 18 fights in a row in their career in that division. In any division. And Jose Aldo did it. And I want to I say this real quick before. I'm going to let you rebuttal here because we're going to do a lot here. What is the one thing BJ Penn has done inside of the octagon? That he is known for. Because you said he was a, a black belt. Yeah, when he came into the UFC, how many times did he actually use that to beat his opponents with that technique? He has a, is he known for a certain submission or like some technique? Like, what's he known for? Because Jose Aldo, before Jose Aldo was here, no one ever did a leg kick, a low leg kick. No one ever kicked you in the damn shin. No one kicked you in the quads. Jose Aldo brought the leg kicks into the UFC, which in UFC fights now, because Jose Aldo brought them in with his style of fighting, you got guys like Justin Gaethje who utilize that to knock the tree down. And it's a huge staple to what's going forward in UFC now. Like Anderson Silva before never threw low leg kicks. But then when he saw Jose Aldo coming in and doing them and beating the shit out of people's legs like he did your eye a favor, a lot of the fighters did that. So I just want to know, like, what did BJ Penn bring into the octagon besides being in the limelight at the right time when YouTube was getting famous and people were live streaming shit. And that's why BJ Penn got famous because he started when it transitioned over to Facebook. So a lot of more mainstream, it was a lot easier. So I'm, what I'm saying is like, what did he do in the ring besides bring in, you know, social media influence? He won. He won two titles. What do you mean? He, 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 won, he won. He was 16 and 14. All right. Hold on. Wait. Real quick. He did just mention Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva is on record quoted. Anderson Silva quoted as saying, "BJ Penn is the goat." Anderson Silva himself has quoted saying, "BJ Penn is the goat," noting. Bob said, Ho- Ho- "Wait, Bob <laughs> said Jose was brought into the UFC, right?" Mm-hmm. Jose was given the title. He never had to fight for that title. Dana just Ooh. gave it to him. Dana gave him that title <laughs> and that eighteen fight win streak. So when he it, wait wait that eighteen fight win streak. Is it was all in the same division, right? BJ, BJ beat his – he built that 155 division, beat them so badly that he said, you guys are not good enough. So he left. He left to fight the greatest fighters in the world, the biggest names that he could possibly fight. Is that That's what he – you know what Jose did? Jose stayed there and just recycled through that 145 division. That's why he got 18 win streaks. He stayed there in the, the 145 division, just recycled through them fighters. BJ didn't want to do that. He wanted to fight the biggest names in the world, the biggest competition, so he left. He left the 145 division. He went on to fight two Gracies. He fought Matt. He went all the way up to heavyweight. So so he she doesn't he might not have a better record than Jose Aldo does, but he has he went on to fight bigger names. Jose just fought the same the same division over and over again. Okay, I get it. And that's that's fine. I get it. Like you want you want a guy that is trying to be like a Conor McGregor, right? Jose, all uh, BJ Penn was the guy that was trying to be Conor before Conor. 
And he didn't do it successfully because he never defended the welterweight belt, ever. And you said he got he got given the belt, right? Well, technically... He did. BJ Penn won the lightweight belt on a vacancy. He no, didn't he beat was... a champion. He beat... He beat a vacant Joe Stevenson for that belt. No, so basically, was... you're coming into the UFC. You're beating. You're you're. So you're saying he's handed to it, right? He's handed to him. Yet he bought the whole division. So they brought the division into the UFC. So he, they just utilized and changed the name on top of it. Okay. So yeah, he was the first champion of that division in the UFC. But he was still he still won the belt in the division that they bought. Whereas, like I said, the lightweight belt from Joe Stevenson was vacant. He had a vacant fight. He didn't beat a champion. He didn't Joe Stevenson wasn't like a Charles Oliveira where he got stripped of the belt because he didn't make weight. He was not a champion. There was no champion in the division. So okay. he won the belt. Okay, but Aldo you know what they did when the the one forty five division came? They just gave him the belt, but you know what they did with BJ? They had a four tur- they had a four man tournament. They didn't do that with Aldo. They just gave it to him. They made BJ work for it. It wasn't vacant. It was a draw. He had to fight yeah. Uno, Could and you... he, it was a draw. They were two co-champions, and then BJ said, I'm leaving. I'm going to fight bigger names. That's why there was a vacancy, because they shut the division down when BJ left. So BJ Penn left on a contract dispute because he wanted more money. He wanted and bigger I, that's names. That's fine. And he who, wanted who more money, probably, but he wanted bigger names. What happened when he left? He went on and he... he Didn't he fight Leota Machida? He moved up and what happened? He lost. So like, he I, he I, lost I, in heavyweight. Yeah, he I went understand. up like 60 pounds. Yo, he went up like 60 pounds so to fight Leota. Let's bring in another guy that actually transitioned from like six different weights. Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson actually won at those divisions. Just because BJ Penn fought at those divisions. It's like, you whatever, know what? Like, he he got fat and fought at heavyweight. And then he got skinny fat and fought at lightweight. You know what? He won at... Every division, he won matches in every division except for heavyweight. And you can't really blame him. You can't really blame him for losing to a heavyweight. So that's what I'm trying to say in the and beginning. The, the, the divisions that he won with the and K1 or whatever it was, they were the biggest names in the world, the biggest names in sport in, in the fighting game. I, I give it to he him. He fought he did two a lot. Gracies and beat them in a higher division. And you know what else that he did when he left and went to another division? He won a title. You know what Jose Aldo did when he left and went to a bigger division? He hasn't won a title. He couldn't do it. Is he, he still could... competing, though? He is, is he still, still competing? competing. So let's talk about that for a second since you didn't answer my actual question. What about was your question? His... My question was what significant in the ring, like the low leg kick that Aldo had brought into it, what did, what did BJ Penn bring into it except his pull jump? His submission game. What submission? The Matthew submission. I'm saying, what type of submission? Like, there's like he's not known he for like oh he, he did a certain armbar. Does he hold a record in any any submissions? Like none. Like because I have here on the on the list, like he only got submission of the night twice when B- Jose Aldo is not even a submission guy, and he got it once. Okay. So like he was known for submissions, but he only has one more submission than a guy that doesn't ever submit. I've never seen Jose Aldo submit people, and he has a submission of the night in the UFC. I don't know what fight it was. Did he not submit people because he wasn't good enough to do it? Jose Aldo was not a submitter. That's not his staple. His staple was um, beat your legs. Jose Aldo has world class jujitsu. He can very easily submit people. But he only submitted two people in the in his, in his fight night. Why? Night. Is it because he wasn't good enough to do no, it? No, like I, I just I think in my, here's my honest opinion on, on BJ Penn. This is my honest opinion on him. BJ Penn was like all of the former like pioneers of sports. Like, I keep saying that because it's like. 
when you talk about like Jackie Robinson in baseball, he's the first black athlete. Athlete broke the barrier. Does anybody ever say he's the best baseball player, or let alone the best African American baseball player? No, but he was the first guy to do this. He was the first guy to do that. This and that. There's a lot of things he did. Ronda Rousey. We used to always say she was the best female because she was the first one to do the things. She's not even close to the best now. She because she got knocked out. Whatever. It's not because she got knocked out. It's by what other women have done. So Jose BJ Penn did a lot of things for the first time because the UFC wasn't so mainstream because there wasn't a lot of social media going around then. So when the social media came in, they started seeing his things that he did. So I personally think if BJ Penn would have fought in today's era with the science and the technology that they have, we wouldn't be looking at the same record. So I think was he great for being like jumping the divisions and all that? Absolutely. It was you don't see that happening anymore. There's only like a couple guys that do that because of what happens to your body. And he did that before the time, which is great. But he didn't produce constant success in those divisions. Like, yes, he has the two belts. The lightweight belt was phenomenal. That was a great run. He beat a lot of good people. But like I said, he lo- he beat Matt Hughes, and then he lost to him in a non-title in a title fight where Matt Hughes was the champion again. Matt Hughes beat him, so he didn't beat him in That's the rematch. True. So it's like my my point is like I, Jose Jose Aldo, he was in one division, yeah. and he beat the shit out of every single person because Dana White wasn't. He, he saw what happened with BJ Penn when he allowed these guys to move up and fight. They lose their popularity very quickly. Like, he, when, when he moved up in welterweight and he, he beat Matt Hughes, everybody thought this dude was going to be the first ever, like, three-weight champion. What happened? Not that he couldn't win that, that division again. Did he win at welterweight after he beat Matt Hughes again? I'm pretty sure he didn't because he fought GSP and GSP dominated him twice. That's a different story. GSP's just a free. GSP cheated. He GSP, I've showed you the video. <laughs> so GSP admitted Tell everybody how he cheated because that shit's hilarious. GSP that cheated. hilarious. Tell them how he cheated. Uh, All right, so GSP put a video out on YouTube stating that he hired a man to kiss BJ Penn on the cheek slash lip area while he was walking to the ring in order to, like, distract his mental game. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. So that, that just brings my point. Like, but, if that on. happens to me, I don't care. That just shows, like, he was very mentally weak, which... So, is that more of Dana not letting Jose Aldo move up and wait? Or is that more of Jose Aldo not wanting to fight the biggest so he, names and to stay in the 145 I'm division? trying to think. Who was in the division above him at the time? Of uh, what, 145? Yeah, he's 155. Who was, who was the champion at 155 during Aldo's run? Like, I don't even think that... I don't think at the time Aldo was running, the, the, the lightweight wasn't very good at that time, like... I'm not sure who the lightweight champion was. Do you remember? That it's crazy because at the time Aldo was fighting, you had all the other champions. You had you had like Brock Lesnar was still fighting. Kane. Okay, okay, wait, but you had Anderson Silva too. No, he I'm was trying, a middleweight I'm to, champion. Yeah, right. Aldo didn't move up to fight him, but you know what? BJ Penn did. He went up and he fought a middleweight. He fought a Gracie and beat him, the biggest name ever. Okay, and you, you know, it's because he wanted to. He wanted to fight the biggest names and beat them, which he did. He. Every weight class he went up, he won until he got to Leota Machida at heavyweight. Jose Aldo didn't do that. He was comfortable at 145 staying there until he lost. He was comfortable staying there beating the same rotation of guys until he lost, but not BJ. BJ wanted to beat the biggest names in the world, and that's what he did. He, he left the UFC to fight bigger names. Jose didn't want to do that. He wanted to stay right where he was because he knew that he could dominate that division. 
But that wasn't yeah, enough. That I mean, wasn't enough for BJ. It BJ was nice, was, BJ, BJ wanted the biggest names every single time. So for you, you guys listening, it honestly comes down to Jose Aldo's record, which is phenomenal. Better record. Better, better. I mean, he had a better win streak, that's for sure. But he stayed in that division until he lost. Once he lost in 14 seconds in the knockout, he left that division and was never able to win a championship again. BJ Penn won multiple divi- won multiple championships in each division and fought bigger names. He went up to fight bigger names. So, what it comes down to, do you think? A better record against the same people is more outweighing than fighting and beating the biggest names in the planet. Not just in the UFC, but in the planet. So, I mean, in my honest opinion, like I'm a firm believer that you, even if you move up and you fight these guys... And he, he won. Did. He fought them and he won. So let's go head-to-head against opponents. They fought Frankie Edgar and Kenny Florian. He lost to Frankie Edgar three times. Hope they also beat the shit out of him. Okay. They both fought Kenny Florian and won. So against the common opponents, he's one in three. He lost three times to Frankie Edgar. How can you say he's a, one of the best ever in the lightweight division when a former lightweight champion beat him three times? I mean, everybody loses. Frankie Edgar ain't in nobody's top 25. Ever. Look at the guys that he did beat in his time. He murdered these people, ran through them. Okay, so, you mean, know what? No, what honestly, what honestly separates these two, like there's career. What honestly separates them is the Matt Hughes fight. Jose Aldo never fought a guy the caliber of Matt Hughes. Never fought anybody who just demolished that entire division, who was at the top of the mountain. When he did fight a big name opponent, like a top level guy, he lost. He got knocked out. Okay, not to say that the guys at the 145 division weren't. At the top of the game because they they were top opponents, but they weren't on the level that Matt Hughes was at. And BJ went up and beat him. Okay, Jose never did that. He was never able to beat a a top yeah, like but at the time at the time BJ Penn fought and beat Matt Hughes, who was bigger than him. He not only built the one fifty five, he was pound for pound number one fighter in the world, and he was pound mm-hmm. for pound because he went up and he beat the bigger names. Jose Aldo didn't do that. Jose Aldo let the fighters come to him and just recycle through them in the 145 so division. Do we knock George St. Pierre for staying in the same division and whooping everybody's ass? Absolutely okay. not. Everybody has him number one or number two, pound for pound. That's great. At, at the time, like what I was saying before, you gave all that great information, was at the time Jose Aldo was fighting, you had all these guys that were in a single division as champion. You brought up Anderson Silva. He was one of them. John Jones was another one. GSP was another one. Aldo and a Mighty Mouse. I'm the other, there, you had five guys, six guys at the same time where they didn't, none of them went up. None of them went up in divisions, fought the champions. None of them. And that okay. was because BJ Penn was such a failure moving up. For the how, longevity. How can you call him a failure when he, he won, won one fight at welterweight? And then he won, won at middleweight, and then he almost in the won at heavyweight. In the UFC. Not in the UFC. In the, I'm, talking, we're, I'm talking about in the UFC. See, Jose Aldo was so good that he still kept him. Jose Aldo's still fighting in the UFC. Because one thing that Jose Aldo isn't doing that BJ Penn is, is losing after age 30. Because after age 30, like, BJ Penn should have just stayed in Hawaii. Like his career was over. He started. He he went. He lost seven straight. 
To end his career, right? Seven straight. I can't say that. I can't say nothing again. He did. Once, once BJ Penn reached the top of his mountain, his his tumble down was very was horrible. He actually was very quickly after the age of thirty, he was three ten and one. Like that's terrible. Well, but Jose that's why I'm saying five for those for those years from like eighteen to thirty for that ten year stretch. He won two championships, another championship in a in a separate division. Fought the biggest names on the planet. That's why I'm so saying. So before the age take- thirty, he was in the U- in the UFC, which is the mainstream opponents, right? Like that's the mainstream opponents. He was thirteen and seven, and then he lost seven straight. So he didn't fight a lot of you know caliber opponents in that time. He fought a lot of guys in different organizations, but like where you know like were they in different the different rules and shit like that? It's different. Like that's why I keep saying he's a pioneer. Yeah. Like, could you imagine BJ Penn in today's UFC in that lightweight division? He would have no chance in that division because he couldn't even surmount a, a you, long win streak you could in say his the career. Same thing, like, you could say the same thing with Jose Aldo because he left that 145 division and he was never able Yet to. Yeah, he's re- still the number two he, contender. He was never able to get another title. He he's was about never to able. Watch. He was never able. But to this point, to this day, he was never able to win another championship. So you're going to compare Max Holloway. Alexander Volkanovsky, Conor McGregor, Peter Yan, which are all minus Conor, are still in the top ten of the UFC currently. To fucking Kenny Florian, Sanchez, Frankie Edgar, even Clay Guida, Ryan Hall, Dennis Seaver. Those are the guys that Penn was fighting at the end of his career. He couldn't even beat Clay Guida. Like my man right now is beating like. He's he's a number two contender in the division right now. I'm not saying he's not a great fighter. He is a great fighter. I'm saying, but once he what, okay. So what you're what saying? I'm, what, I'm, is, what I'm saying is BJ Penn lost the title, right? He lost his welterweight title. Got beat. Was once he lost his title, he was able to come back and regain another UFC title. Once Jose Aldo lost his title, he was never able to get his, another title back. He wasn't able to do it. <laughs> BJ Penn lost his title. And then he went on and won another UFC title. That's true. Is, Jose that's, Aldo was not that, able to do that's that. That's literally the only good part of his career that he has on Aldo. The rest of it, he has nothing, bro. He has nothing. What do you mean nothing? Nothing. He has, He has like, oh, he has two titles. Cool. Why, why, didn't, Aldo, why didn't Aldo do five weight divisions? Because like I just said, no, and at the time, in his prime at the UFC, none of the other fighters moved up. None of them. I just named six. None of the champions moved up. They were all champions for eight years. Why did he was he, champion for eight years. Why didn't he has Aldo more title fight, fight wins than he has fights. Why didn't Aldo move up to fight them? Because Dana White did not allow any of the fighters to move up or down because BJ Penn did not succeed at that success for long term. Then they should have left. They sh- BJ Penn left the UFC then. He, he left the UFC he, and he to lost. fight higher competition then. And he lost. And he, he came won. back. He and fucking then he won. won. That loss. What do you mean he lost? He fucking won. <laughs> Oh, Who'd he man. lose to? He fucking won. Would you rather He left have, the UFC and he won. Would you rather rather have ten straight title victories or seven straight losses? That that was the comparison of the end of their careers. Like I'd rather have point. two separate belts. I'd rather have three belts total and two different. Well, if you're looking at that, Jose Aldo has a title in UFC and he has a title in WEC. So he does. He and he actually has another belt. Before he got in WEC. So technically he has three belts in three organizations, which is higher. But I didn't want to mention that because it's irrelevant because the, the division he was in was some shit in Brazil. 
And then on top of that, you said he was a, a gold medalist in the judo, right? Like, which is great. But he was a, uh, a gold medalist in, yeah, in, in jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I mean, Jose Aldo was so good at MMA when he won the amateur, he didn't even compete in the one. He went, already got signed contract for WEC. So, like, he so has like a belt what? in that, too. And he was, he was 2004 amateur jiu-jitsu champion. That's fine. But you know what? BJ was the first non-Brazilian. He was the first non-Brazilian to win at the black belt level. That's fine that Jose Aldo has... Pioneer. Okay. Pioneer. Okay. That, like, I'm saying, like... They're both pioneers then because, like... But one's still fighting and has a better record If you're a, a person who's given a title and then you just recycle through the same division over and over again, you're a pioneer of that, of that division. All right, if you, but if, you, if you're a person who wins a title and then you know what says this competition is not good enough i'm gonna go up and i'm gonna fight the next champion and beat him and then you know what he says this competition is still not good enough i'm gonna leave the the ufc and i'm gonna fight the bigger names and you know what when he left the ufc all of the top tier competitors went with him because of his name and that's why dana had to buy out the fucking other other division because they all left for fucking BJ. So they all left, so he bought it, even though BJ Penn had five more fights in the UFC before they bought it from the time you're talking about when he left. When BJ left and he went to K1 or they, wherever he went. He came back and, and he fought oh, for but, five more years in the UFC before, in 2010, they bought WEC. So that really had nothing to do with BJ Penn being great at this. It had the fact, like I said earlier, he bought them because they were getting more views. You can look it up. They were getting more views on their pay-per-views. Okay. Jose Aldo's cards on WEC. Then the pay-per-view main events were getting on those same weekends. That's why they bought him. It had nothing to do with BJ Penn. By the way, who, who had bigger pay-per-views? So, actually, if you look at it... Besides, besides the Conor like, fight. Because that... Conor, so only, Conor, all right, Conor, Conor did excel Jose Aldo to have one of the biggest pay-per-views like, in the planet. What, what I'm, trying to, I'm trying to compare... I, BJ Penn was... He's, I don't think Connor was that great, but I'm saying Connor was. He was great enough Con- to beat your boy in 14 seconds. What do you he mean was. he wasn't that great? He was, but what happened? BJ Penn got that kiss blown to him, and he got not. He got beat up in that. Same thing happened to Auto in that thing. He got in his head and he got knocked out. That's why I'm not bashing the loss of GSP or the Jet to Connor because I like. Yo, I mean, they were good at what they did. Like I never knew GSP did that. First of all, but he like they both had a mental weakness gap in their thing, and they lost that fight. But. The one difference is this. Jose Aldo never got the chance to refight him. BJ Penn refought George St. Pierre and George St. Pierre TKO'd him. So, I mean, so that, that, that first was that Was that the fight where Dana said, where Dana was quoted by tweeting by saying, I don't know if George cheated, but his corner definitely cheated by putting an extra Vaseline on his chest? Is that the fight you're talking about? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know the quote. I mean, if they did, I mean, because they do it in like, they, they used to do it up until last year until they got the actual sticks. So, they, I mean, I remember watching all the fights they used to do that shit. I mean, hey, if it was, it was. Hey, they didn't call it. But, yeah, he TKO, a TKO'd him, and he got called out a corner, made him quit. I mean, it, you know, I mean, my, my one thing about B, like I said about BJ Penn. Well, are you talking about the the split decision, right? No, he TKO the second okay. fight. The second fight. I, I'm not knocking him for that. He lost to GSP. Like I said, I give him credit for trying to go up and fight these guys. But I think he was too – he was – he was ahead of his time. Like, Conor McGregor went up, and he knocked out Jose Aldo. He knocked him out. But before that happened, B- like, BJ Penn was the first one to do that until 
Conor McGregor. And the reason why was because he didn't sustain. He didn't sustain. That's a big word I want to use. So he didn't you're, sustain it. You're telling me that you you said Conor McGregor was not that good of a fighter, right? You just said that not too long ago. I mean, so I you're don't telling think that me good. that Dana had enough enough faith in him. To let him move throughout weight divisions, mm-hmm. but he didn't have enough faith in because the, one thing he did was one forty-five yeah. king, the quote-unquote king of Rio. He didn't have enough faith in him to let him move up different so weight I, divisions. Actually, at the time that Jose Aldo lost to Connor, he wasn't the champion. He was, he was still the champion. He was he, the interim he had, champion. He was not at the, the time. He was the champion, and Connor was the interim champion. That's what I'm saying, Connor. So when Connor knocked him out, he moved up, right? So, Mary fought with Chad Mendez before and then moved up, fought him. The reason he let Connor move up was because Connor was the best. He was a Mike Tyson. He was Mike Tyson before it got in your head and made you scared. That was clearly what happened to Otto. Otto went ex- completely against his game plan and he got knocked the fuck out. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. We all remember watching that shit and I was like, yo, Otto's going to whoop his ass and he went night night in 14 seconds. I know, I bought it. I was so, I was so Yeah, I remember we bought it. It reminds me of the Paul Williams fight when we got the wings and we sat down and the fight was over. Remember that shit too? It was bullshit. But I mean, he had one moment in his career that he went against his game plan and he got knocked out. So And he's remembered for that. Like, come on, man. Like the dude had 10, 10 eleven title he fight did. wins. He did, he did. But let me ask you a question. An honest answer right now. Did Jose Aldo make more opportunity of his chance to fight in the UFC than BJ Penn did? No, he did not. Did not. Absolutely not, because so that's uh, how I'm. Ju- that's White. how I am judging this debate, because with these two guys, amazing athletes, two of the best to ever do it, and like I said, when you have two of the best to ever do it, you have to look at who had, who made the most of their so, time yeah. in the in no, their fighting career, who had, right. who made more opportunistic moves in their fighting. I mean, because both of these guys going into the Hall of Fame for sure. No, BJ's yeah. already there. I mean, how else? Aldo has a better record for sure. But BJ made better opportunistic See, what, what, opportunities what, yeah, of his time. No, I agree with you. I think, like, before that happened, like, before the, the BJ Penn moved up, Dana White didn't do that with people because people didn't weren't – at the time, like like I said, science and all that, they didn't know how to do it and lose weight. Like, it was they didn't know how to do it. BJ Penn did it, but he was so far ahead of his time that he didn't do it efficiently. And that's not his fault at all. Like, you know, the shit we know now with, like – Eating and food and water, all that's crazy. And what I'm trying to say is that when he went up, he got the belt. But if he would have stayed at the lightweight division, he he could have probably in that division Defended instead it. of winning three, he probably could have won. He probably could have been tied with Aldo with whatever Aldo had. Maybe you know it's not easy to do that. We've only seen it a couple times. Uh, but that's my that's what I'm saying. Like when he went up and lost, BJ Penn. Uh, and he lost. He won the welterweight belt, lost, and then left because they didn't want to pay him. Dana White realized he's like, "Yo, I fucked up. I should just kept this guy here, paid him more money, and let him run through these guys." So after that happened, when they came all to win at that time, when he had those six champions, he didn't want to fuck up and do that again. Until Connor, because Connor was just so electric in how he talked that it was like, even if he lost. This dude's still going to get promoted. Look at him. He's still getting title fights, and the dude has been getting his ass whooped. But no one else – Dana doesn't really let anyone else do that. Like, he let Cormier do it, and then Cormier let the belt go. Like, Jose, Jose Otto didn't have the opportunity to do some of the things that Penn did because a lot of the things that Penn did didn't get long-term success for the UFC's end. 
Like people know BJ Penn because it's phenomenal what he did. I'll never knock him for that. It's amazing. Because I like I said to you off camera before, I think if he fought and did that shit today, his career would look a lot different. He would have a lot more title fights because just the science would allow him to know how to do it better. But at the time, that's why I call him the pioneer. Because he was the first one to do it. And then Dana White was like, yo, we fucked up. We should have cash cowed this motherfucker in his division and let him win. Because, like I said, he, like, he ended his career on all them losses. And that's what we all talk about. Okay, but I, we all know, like, when we talk about Silva, Silva lost, what, three in a row? We don't talk about that for Silva. But, like, he did it just in a different style when he lost those fights. That's why I bring it up. I do agree with you that Dana did put restrictions on these fighters so that they couldn't fluctuate between the weights. And that's why I'm saying... All right, BJ and BJ definitely made more opportunity of his time. He did great at it. So you he can't try one of the, the best ever. The only thing expanding that that I can say that really separates these two, career wise, is that Matt Hughes fight. Because yeah, good point though, Matt Hughes had the same en- had, had the same energy as Connor. Destroyed the entire division. Was the man in the UFC number one like. Ran through that, ran through that division, just beat everybody in his division. Was he was the Connor of his time, just not as you didn't talk as much. And BJ went in there and steamrolled him. And what happened when the Connor of what happened when Conor McGregor fought Aldo? He he steamrolled him in fourteen seconds. So to me, that is the big difference. Yeah, is I, that Aldo was able to argue. beat the number one man. I mean, BJ. no, I mean, BJ. Penn, BJ was able to beat the number one man in amazing fashion. Steamrolled him. Aldo was not. So when you look at these two two careers, the restrictions that Aldo had prevented him from making the achievements that Penn had. I believe that. But You're that, that Matt Hughes fight has to be taken into account. I agree with you. I mean, that, if, that if Matt Aldo would, if, if Aldo would have beat Conor McGregor... Which I personally thought he would have. Like, if I was a betting man, I would have bet on Aldo that fight. Very disappointing. But (laughs) he didn't. If if he would have won that fight, it would be a different story. Like, like we we look at hypotheticals like like I just did. If if Penn was fighting now, like, if if Aldo didn't lose the fight to Connor, like, this isn't even, like... He's probably he might be in talks for being the goat, like Jose Aldo, like one of the goats. But he lost. It's hypothetical. He got knocked the fuck out, too. Uh, That's not the way you want to go out. The Matt Hughes fight, I can't knock that because Matt Hughes is one of the top three, four welterweights, and BJ Penn moved up and beat him in the division. It was phenomenal. But he lost to him twice after that. That's fine. He did, so lose, to like, him. He did lose to him twice after that. That's why it doesn't that's get fine. respected enough. On However, when he did get the opportunity to fight him in his fucking prime, he had beat every – this was like pre-train accident. This was Matt Hughes in his prime, like – Beat everybody in his division. He beat everybody. In, Aldo beat everybody in his division as well. And BJ Penn went up and he beat the top dog. When the big top dog came down to 145, Aldo couldn't do it. He couldn't beat him. He got knocked out. And I mean, I mean, I, I do. He, I it was it was saying. the Holly Holm kick yeah. before Holly Holm. But at the same time, we're we're saying Connor moved in, Connor moved down to fight him. That's fine. There's a there's a difference there than moving up, especially for like BJ Penn. He did fight a heavyweight, like you said. I don't think he was. I think him going to heavyweight is one reason. Like fight fans like me, 
I just think it was it was just him trying to get a draw. Like he, he should never have went up the heavyweight. He's what five foot six. Like how the he hell did he fight a heavyweight? He won the crazy. biggest. I give him that. He was one ninety. He was one ninety when he stepped in there, and Leota was like two hundred five. But Leota was Leota wasn't really a, a heavyweight either. But still, like you're. I, I I like I said, I'm not knocking him. He went and he he went out and he fought a lot of good fighters. So my my personal opinion is Bobby won this debate. No. Right, there's no fucking. I think he, yet. I think he beat me, but I, don't I think know. you have my heart racing here. So I far. think the better. <laughs> you can't think, say that in the debate. They got a vote. I think he beat me. No, I think he beat me. But I I'm think, having a heart compilations because I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's throwing no, out stats I didn't no, think of. I think no, the, no, only that that, that, the only don't thing that the only the only thing that can separate them two. I'm not tapping out. I'm saying he put on a better. He had better stats. He had better numbers than I did, but. The, he has no answer for the Matt Hughes fight. I what, don't because I agree with you on it. And I'm not going to sit here. That's and what say, separates no. these two. That's it's why it's you, true. That's what that is the big difference. Whether I win, whether I lose, My whatever, whole, yeah. whatever you take away from this as an audience, you cannot deny the fact that BJ beat the number one man Matt Hughes, and when the number one man fought Aldo, who was Conor McGregor. Auto loss. That is the big difference between the two fighters. Yeah, I agree with you. I that's mean, the, that's the one thing that's bigger than both of their careers. Restrictions from Dana prevented Aldo from coming up in weight divisions, but, but he couldn't. When when the fighters came to him, he couldn't win. When BJ went to the other fighters, he won. That's the that's what that's what separates them two. I mean, I'm not gonna knock because, like I said, Matthews was a great win. Matthews, I don't know how he's. You know, he was he was a beast at the time. My only comeback to that was, like I said, he lost to him twice after. But he did beat him. It doesn't really, it's really irrelevant that he lost to him twice after. But that's why a lot of people don't credit and remember that he actually beat Matt Hughes. Because whenever we talk conversation of, oh, yeah, who BJ Penn beat? And I'm like, well, I know who he lost to. But that Matt Hughes fight, like you said, and like, it's great. It's fine. Like, he lost to Matt. But after he lost to Matt, he was still able to come back and win another championship. He won the lightweight. After Aldo lost to McGregor, he was never able to come back and win another championship. I mean, another thing like I left out with uh, Jose Aldo is BJ Penn didn't have it. He, he was actually the, the youngest lightweight champion ever. I mean, flyweight champion ever. Because he, he was given days. the belt. Yeah, he was given the belt. No, it was because uh, they didn't have that division in any other sport because, like, who wants to watch these? It was like when they remember, like back in the day when we were growing up, they used to watch the little guys. They only did like the karate. They didn't do UFC yeah. and all that. And now, like even now, like like you don't have those guys maintaining cards. Like you got Max Holloway and Volkanovski fighting the third fight, which both of them beat Aldo, but both of them are like hybrid fighters. Like that's one thing I think is yeah. like underlooked for like both of their careers to be honest with you like it's hard to fight like they both fought in pretty much like completely different but yet identical types of errors like like i'm trying to say is like they fought like older guys that did one thing and then these new guys that were trying to transition into different styles like bj penn fought guys that were strictly a wrestler or strictly a fighter and then at the end of his career when he was fighting the new breed that's why he lost to these guys not because he wasn't good because bj penn still until like his last two fights, he still competed in the fights. But the guys that were fighting, like the the transitions of their games, is like look at Max Holloway now. Like Max Holloway gets punched in the face and throws punches, and he's never been knocked down or knocked out in his career, which is crazy. Like it's crazy. Uh, and then you got Volkanovski. Like he's fighting guys 
a freak of nature, and they're fighting, and they're a, they're they're a co-main event. So the fact that like these little guys still aren't on the main cards, it actually blows my mind. Because as a fight fan, I prefer to watch a BJ Penn type of fight and an auto type of fight than seeing these like I don't like watching these like middleweights. The heavyweights, they're not good. Like, and and like you said, like BJ Penn was in the air where people started to see, oh yo, these dudes are fucking fast as shit. And he was part of that era. And he was a big reason, like you said, of why mainstream media took on the UFC and shit like that. So I'm not going to knock BJ Penn for that either. I just, I don't know. I just feel like every time I turn on a BJ Penn fight, because I guess when we really started getting into UFC, it was what, like 2006, like, like, seven. Yeah. He wasn't like the BJ Penn we remember. So that, yeah, that's like you from guys the fandom, who don't, I don't remember, like, like, you have to go to YouTube and you have to type in like, the rise of BJ Penn and yeah. the rise of Jose Aldo. You have to see these two from the start of their career to where they ended up. Yeah. Both like, of these two, yeah. I mean, you you don't get. It's any like when people, yeah, you, know, you don't get. Me. Both had phenomenal careers. Yeah. You it's, don't get any better. Yeah. It's like when people talk about mm-hmm. baseball and they keep saying Babe Ruth is the best player ever, and I'm like, yo, like these <laughs> these kids nowadays, like baseball players, they're throwing 97 mile an hour fastballs with sliders. Babe Ruth ain't smoking a cigar and eating a hot dog and drinking a beer and hitting these guys. Like he's a pioneer of the sport. Like he would never compete in today's era. And that's just how I look at BJ Penn because the later part of his career, even though he was older, it looked like that. So when I'm talking about who was better. I look at the whole era. Like, a lot of fighters just look at, like, their legacy. And, like, remember, it's like with the bracket we're doing. Everybody's taking Mike Tyson. Like, it's like, come on, man. Mike Tyson ain't better than Floyd Mayweather, guys. Like, and he's not. But is he better? I don't know did he, I don't watch You know, boxing. I'm just saying, like, should he be remembered with them? Like, BJ Penn. Should BJ Penn be in the top GOAT conversation? Probably not. But should he be talked about with them guys? He Absolutely, <laughs> because he impacted the game just as much as they did. And I give him that. I give him that. Because without him, a lot of the stuff in the UFC would not be happening right now. And that's a huge part of it. But when I look at Jose Aldo's career, I look at not just that. Because like I said, he brought a division in. However you want to look at it. They bought it. Whatever. He still started that division. And he allowed the other young guys to come in. However you want to look at it. But he won so many fights in a row for such a long time. And he did it at a dominant fashion. And now at an older age... Where a guy like BJ Penn, when he got older, he lost a lot of his his footwork, his speed, his power. Jose Aldo is still a top two contender what in the division. What right do you now. mean by dominant fashion? I remember a lot of Jose Aldo fights going to a judge decision. Unat- it's a dot- George St. Pierre has the most unanimous decisions in history. The most. Okay. Dominant. Everybody remembers Dom. He dominated everybody, right? Jose Aldo has the second most unanimous decisions in history in the UFC title fights. Down. BJ Penn has finishes. BJ Penn went out there and finished these guys. He didn't leave it to the judges. He went he has finishes. And he got finished he a lot finishes. himself. What's up? Who has more finishes between these two? I, I didn't write that down because the fight the I, I, wanna, I don't I don't think it Jose Auto actually has no I'm, more finishes, I think, but he has yeah. so he has double the fights. Yeah, so he like, has more fights. You can't really look at it like that if I'm it, like it's not fair. Like I can literally say, Oh, Jose Auto had thirty four fights, this and that. Like yeah. the, like the, imp- the impact that Jose Auto compared to I think Penn, I think Penn I think Penn has, Penn has like eight to ten like finishes in the UFC. I'm not sure. Yeah, but if, in terms of who, who made like more, I mean, like, you could say like BJ was a 
a two-time coach on their Ultimate Fighter show, and Jose wasn't and stuff like that. But he was two-time coach. I think he went on twice. Yeah, who coach? CSP and someone else. Was it Frank? I think it was Frank Yeager. Frankie, that's right. That's right. I and forgot. I forgot he did the Frankie. You can say Aldo wasn't. And all the things that BJ did, you can right. say that Aldo didn't do. But the only thing that really def- the only thing that really divides their two careers is that Matt Hughes fight. Because BJ was able to beat the number one guy. And Aldo wasn't. He lost. Not to say he wasn't able to beat the number one contenders in his division, which he did. He... He is the best featherweight fighter in the history of the sport, no doubt about it. But I, I don't even know that's if the I only thing that. that separates these two careers. They're both Hall of Fame careers. They're both legendary pioneers of the sport. But BJ was able to beat the number one man, the pound for pound number one man in the UFC, Matt Hughes, and Aldo was not able to beat McGregor. That's the that that is the big separation between their two careers. And if I was here representing Jose Aldo, I would say the same exact thing. Because they both had amazing Hall of Fame careers. Yeah, it's you, funny. It's like, you can't well, say who's better between two Hall of Fame careers. Listen, you can't because they're both two of the greatest to ever fight, and they made it to the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, I agree. But what what well, separates them the is that Matt Hughes be. fight. Yeah. Not even because I'm a I'm representing BJ Penn. And realistically, the only thing that separates their two careers is that Matt Hughes fight and that McGregor loss. It's true. I, I agree with you there, and uh, that's that. That kind of makes it uh, like I said. If if Auto didn't lose that, it wouldn't even like. He'd if Auto would level. have won that McGregor yeah. fight, which I personally thought he would have, I can't tell you how many times I watched that promo. It got me super amped. Now and I got he got a meme and a kiss. Like, now I get the pulled up on my phone. And if Aldo would have won, like if Aldo would have, if he would have beat McGregor, it would be a completely different comp- like okay. conversation. I mean, but so, like in their two careers, you know, like we we're all talking about like. This is all it's all judgmental. I could sit here and I would have done like a very similar argument for BJ Penn. And that just shows his greatness in its in itself. They're both great fighters. Both great yeah. impacts on the game. And like I said, we we grew up watching Auto, a lot of Auto. We didn't grow up watching BJ Penn like some people did, which also changes a lot of my opinion on it cuz like you're you're a jiu-jitsu guy too. So you have to put a lot of more emphasis on cuz he was one of the best ever jiu-jitsu guy ever. And you're a jiu-jitsu guy. So, like, someone like you looks at that, and it's impressive, which it is. But phenomenal. on the other end, I look at it like, all right, well, you got another guy who's really good at jiu-jitsu, like a Damian Maya, who submitted people. Why didn't, why didn't BJ Penn use that more in the UFC? Because we all know he was very good at it, but he didn't utilize it enough. Okay. You know? But on the same hand, you could say that Jose Aldo was known for his leg kicks, right? He was a predominant striker. He was known to leg kick you till the to your leg like Uriah Faber till his leg fell off. Yeah. Conor McGregor was a striker. He came in and said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna." He literally said, "I'm gonna knock him out with my left hand." Jose, striker versus striker. Why didn't? Why didn't Jose? Why couldn't Jose Aldo step up? That's Matt true. Hughes, predominant wrestler, known as one of the best wrestlers in the UFC history. BJ Penn went up there. Wrestled him, took him down, choked him out. Wrestler versus wrestler, BJ Penn won. Striker versus striker, auto lost. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot, a lot just a lot of the stuff that, Jose, like, BJ Penn losing a lot just didn't sit well with me in the long term. His, his record does like, not, his record does not show. That's just show why I, I can't, I can't. His career. Yeah, I, 
I can't but he look does at have, his stats and say, yo, He that does dude have is. bigger name wins than Aldo does. It doesn't get any bigger than Gracie. He beat two of them. He does have bigger name wins. He does have more losses than him, but he did, he did have more opportunities. Yeah, I mean... He, and he took advantage of those opportunities. Look, I mean, what else... When it comes down to it, is that Matt Hughes fight? I think we cover a lot of shit, though. I, th- I mean, I think I think you- <laughs> I think BJ winning. I think if I'm if you're if you're Bobby right now, and you're fighting for Jose Aldo, BJ winning that Matt Hughes fight crushes you, because in that career, you can't come back from that. Jose Aldo doesn't have anything to come back from that from. That's why he's still fighting, trying to get another strap. <laughs> if he does win, if he does win another title, I, I don't see him. You, beating you guys, can come back but... and say something else, but he doesn't. He wasn't able to win another title no. after he lost. How old is he now? What I think he's thirty three. He's up there or thirty four. He's, he's definitely got some wear and tear. Listen, on if, if Jose Aldo goes out there and he ends up getting a even a number one contender shot against TJ Dillashaw and beats him. Or gets a title shot and beats Aljamain Sterling. I mean, like he got to be in the top five goat. But like I, I personally, I'm, I, I got Jose, I got him in this debate. I don't think he can beat them guys. I think he's too old. He's and still I, competing. I do got like Scarface, man. I don't know, I don't know how much longer he has. But if he does win, I mean, it'd be, it, it would, it would be very impressive if he wins. I don't, I, I, I yeah. But no, like I, I, in all, in all reality, like they're both great. Both great, great careers, but that Matt Hughes fight puts BJ over the top. And if you say otherwise, that's just that's not realistic. All right, before we get into these closing statements, you guys, great, you guys sound great, like perfect. Um, I do have a question for Craig, and I do have a question for uh, Bobby. I'm gonna start with Craig. Is yes. BJ Penn considered the greatest featherweight, lightweight, welterweight? No way is he in any of those top tens. Yeah, he's he's considered the number two one fifty five of all time in my opinion. I don't know about the records, but to me, number one is my boy, Mister Flawless Khabib, <laughs> and Khabib is quoted as saying that BJ is the number two one fifty five er of all time. Angela I mean, Dana, Dana White came out and said he built the division. Joe Rogan is quoted as saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, that's BJ Penn is the greatest." Uh, lightweight of all time. There's no denying that. There's no denying that Jose Aldo is the greatest featherweight of all time. He's he's for he, now. He ran that division. Nobody. For now. <laughs> I don't see anybody ever having the title defense that Jose Aldo had in that division. Alexander Volkanovski will. However, we're gonna be talking about Volkanovski, my boy. Listen, however, listen, listen to bald head baby, bald headed Volk. Aldo wasn't able to beat the high. The highest names of the sport like BJ was. Now, here's my question for Bobby. What was Jose Jose Otto's, like, fight that, like, blew you out of the water? Like, his favorite fight. I'm biased. To be honest with you, it's hard to be, like, not biased on this because even Craig will back me on this. I'm a huge Uriah Faber guy. Like I love, I I love Uriah Faber, and when Uriah Faber got kicked so bad that this motherfucker couldn't walk to his stool from Jose Aldo, that's when I became a Jose Aldo fan. Like, because like that was his statement fight. You would say, right? I I believe it was his second. I don't don't know. There was a fight. There was a couple, man. I forget the name, but there was a fight where Jose Aldo came running out of the corner, 
and need did a flying knee and knocked the guy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget I mean, the guy's I mean, name, but he did. I believe that was on this, the first Mendez fight. He did that. Too. But he, he did a, Mendez. He, he did do like that. Yeah, that, so that was pretty. That was a pretty big statement. Yeah, it was. It was a big. St- yeah. But like, yeah, like I said, like that. After after so after that fight too, that's when they implemented that they're not allowed to carry the guys to the corner. Because uh, yeah. they carried Uriah Faber to the corner and put him on the stool. And I remember after that fight, they didn't do that anymore because, like, his his leg was, like, black and blue for, like, six months. And I, yeah. I was a big Uriah Faber fan. I was like, yo, like, he shouldn't fight again. Like, Jose Aldo was, like... It's weird, like, when Jose Aldo got into the UFC, it happens with, it happened with GSP, too. When you win the championships, you just dominate, like, the first. And then, for some reason, like... I don't know. It's like they try to practice their their skills on these guys. They don't finish them, and I feel like if they would finish them and just go out there and do their thing, they'd have a lot more statements. So yeah. for me, for me, it was definitely the Uriah Faber fight. Uh, but yeah. in, in all actuality, if if you're watching this podcast and you go on YouTube and type in That's crazy like Jose Auto mixtapes, you'll see some of the craziest stand up fighting that you'll see. Yeah, it was. Bj Penn does not have that. He doesn't have that crazy highlight reel that. That Jose Aldo has, that's for sure. If you if you YouTube like just Jose Aldo mixtapes, like you'll see some like yeah. But at the same time, I, I still great, don't. Great I don't personally think a mixtape makes them a better fighter because like no, you no, can no look I'm up, just yeah, I'm just yeah. saying like for those of you who don't know, yeah. <laughs> like if you're looking for like his sta- his staple fight, like yeah. I could be extremely disrespectful and say his staple fight was losing in 14 seconds to Conor McGregor. It is but it's starting. It's starting. That's the if you're intro. looking for like his actual stable <laughs> fight, just look up the mixtape yeah. because like there's there's no he. Scarface. It's hard to say what like his his come on the scene fight was like he got he I, just his his yeah, highlight reel was he just demolished everybody like his stand up was so crazy like I said earlier his kicks bro like he his, brought like his kicks, Muay Thai so. was just unbelievable like I remember he he brought the the only one I remember that had better kicks than Jose Aldo from like Jose Aldo's prime was Leonardo Leonardo Barbosa. He was the only guy I remember that had more lethal kicks. And that 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 dude, that dude, I feel like all them Brazilians, like, once, because they're, you know, they're soccer players and shit down there. So, like, once Jose Aldo was like, all right, cool, I'm not going to break my leg by kicking this dude, the Brazilians started using their soccer kicks to just bully the shit out of people. And to give Jose Aldo credit, Jose Aldo did, he never got knocked out on videotape in a bar fight like BJ Penn did. <laughs> to, give, to give Jose Aldo credit, he never yeah. did. On, at least on camera, he never at did. At least for the last six years when we always argue, because like we, we talk about like lightweight champs, because like it's, you know, like lightweight divisions, probably I think if I'm correct, the only division that has the, the champion's win streak is only at three, and there's like four of them since, you know, it's, it's Khabib. BJ Penn, and then there's another guy on there. They're only at three. Like, all the other divisions are at, like, eight, seven, shit like that. Like, yeah. the lightweight division is tough. Like, and I, I firmly believe that if BJ Penn did not go up the welterweight and try and do all this shit that they want him to do, he would have a, a stranglehold on that on that thing. You know, but he doesn't, and you can't say hypotheticals. But, I mean, his for him still to be at number three, we all know Khabib retired early, but still – it's pretty impressive, and like I said, like I think the lightweight division in that time, BJ Penn fought was better than what it was in the gap between BJ Penn and Khabib. Like I think there's no arguing that either. The, if, like you said, when BJ Penn got out, the lightweight division fell off. They it canceled. Really did. They canceled him for three years. Yeah, they couldn't did. survive without him. Because like Frankie Eggers, like listen, fr- I love, no, fr- I a, love lot Frankie, other, wait, but, a lot of other. Wait, a lot of other fighters were like. 
in the 155 division, like Jens Pulver and other. There was a yeah. lot of rumors that a lot of steroids and drugs were being taken in that 155 division. Whatever. And that is partially why they canceled it. I just used it as BJ Penn leaving Nobody's for their man. reasoning of canceling division. We but. know how I feel about steroids and sports and shit like that, so like I really don't care. Uh, but even if it was, but no, that that is that, the, that is the reason they canceled that, the one fifty five. That, that there's gives, a lot of rumors about drugs. That and gives steroids. him uh, more more credit that he beat those guys though. You know, but I, I, just, I used steroids. it to propel my argument, but. He was and, on steroids, though. Do you think he was on steroids, no, BJ Penn? I yeah, think I don't think BJ Penn was on steroids. I don't think he steroids. was on steroids. I think he was, like, he was a genetic freak. Yeah, he got knocked out at a bar, but, like, he also jumped out of a fucking pool. Like, which, no hands. Which by is the one way, of the craziest like, videos I've ever seen. And my, I've never seen anybody do that before BJ Penn. Never. Like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people do it since BJ Penn. I've seen a lot of people do it backwards. I like, like, I've seen people do it backwards now, but Man. I think he was the first one to do that that I've, that I've like seen. That. I haven't seen anybody before him do that. It was unbelievable. How tall is BJ Penn? He's a shorter guy. He's not. So he's five foot nine. He was jumping out of like the pool. Was what maybe like five oh, feet? He's, he's it was crazy. Yeah, I remember. I still remember that shit. And uh, that's why I was joking around. I was like, "What has he done ever good except jump out of a pool?" <laughs> but that's completely disrespect to, be, yeah. to his legacy. Like yeah. it was. It, I, I remember this one. I think it was during Ultimate Fighter. He bring his fighters down. And he went to the BJ Penn went to the bottom of the hold lake, on. Wait, hold grabbed on. the rock and ran with it, like and just ran at the bottom. How That's cr- the one thing I can remember firmly. How crazy like, was it? Like how crazy was it that he went on the Ultimate Fighter and said, "Raise your hand if you want to be on my team," and everybody else just go to the other side. Like how, how crazy <laughs> was it? And Dana was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome. But no, and. I mean, my closing statement, like honestly, my closing statement and all realistically, you got to give credit where credit's due. I am now 0-2 against Bobby in debates. And I don't know. Don't say that. (laughs) No, that's you got to give credit where credit's due. But BJ Penn had a more significant, more opportunistic career than Jose Aldo did. And that's just the realist the reality of it. My, but Jose Auto does have a better record. My closing statement is I just fucking hate BJ Penn. <laughs> I, I just don't like him, bro. I don't like him. Uh, That's fucked up. I don't like him outside That's of the ring. That's fucked up. I don't like, I don't like how uh, he was outside of the ring and this and that. But not, in all seriousness, uh, bashing BJ Penn in the ring is like, it's hard to do because like, yeah, rec- numbers don't say all the whole story. And when we look yeah. at, when we look at BJ Penn's record you're like wow this guy fucking sucked how the hell is he in the hall of fame but he's in the hall of fame despite his record shows a lot of what he's done so his legacy is his impact on ufc i mean that's phenomenal to be the first non-brazilian person to win a brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament should put you in the hall of fame by yourself like on its own like to be the first non-brazilian person to win at the black belt level that's what Brazil's like. That's that's their thing. That's what they're known for. And yeah, to be the I mean, first non-American to go in there, I mean the non-Brazilian to go in there and just and win, that that alone should put you in the Hall of Fame. Hey, no arguments there. I mean, and he did it within three years. He was the average time it takes to get a black belt. It's like I've known people that haven't gotten their black belts until like twenty years in to training. Yeah, the freak there. He was a hell of an athlete. He got it, and there's only one person to ever get it in three. And BJ did it in four. Was it George St. Pierre? No, I forget who it was. <laughs> that was another one where John Donaher even came out he like the, long, yeah. 
the quote, like the biggest one, like probably the biggest name in coaching right now for jujitsu is John Donaher, and I want to say he coached George Saint Pierre against BJ Penn, and Saint Pierre just destroyed his guard at the time. BJ Penn was considered to have the greatest guard on GSP the planet Earth, and GSP just just trashed yeah. it. Just went over, just broke his guard. Multiple times. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, GSP is just a freak. Um, oh, granted, be, granted, he did come out and say he cheated, and BJ Penn did take him to court. He did, he did take him to court. He he lost that court debate, but yo, Paul, what would you do if we were about to have a debate and I hired somebody to come kiss you, a dude? I'm up, and see, see, I'm I'm a different beast. I'm I'm I'd call. be like. If he's live with me, I'm punching him in his mouth. Yo, so here's here's my game plan. So when me and you actually debate each other eventually down the road, I'm gonna call E up. I'm gonna make E give you a kiss. I think I think E would do that for me. <laughs> nah, he so definitely I, would. I think he would actually show up to my doorstep. Yeah. But hold up, somebody's at my door. Oh shit! I gotta call Steve. Steve lives right around the corner from you, so my man Steve, I need well, a ringer. Either, I don't know if Steve would do it though. He's a little wholesome. <laughs> but, Yo, I mean, he'd be here front and center. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. I mean, y'all, listen. I'm just gonna say, uh, what? What? It, it's all about choice of who you think. Both great careers, both great legacies. The only difference, like he said, is the one win. But Jose Aldo is still going, so it's kind of like he's not done mm-hmm. yet. If he's so, still going, why didn't he win that second belt? He's on his way, bro. He's about to beat uh, uh, Roy Boy, TJ. Cheetah Shaw, and then he's going to beat. Uh, then he's going to beat uh, um, Judge's decision. Cheater, aka guy, I really hate now because he lost a lot of money from me. Uh, Aljamain Sterling. No, I mean he's not going to beat either of them. To be honest with you, he's too old. Scarface is getting old. He uh, he don't have enough cocaine from uh, Al Pacino anymore. But that, <laughs> if you if you've never seen it, that Jose Aldo Conor McGregor build up promo video was, in my opinion, the best promo video that the. UFC ever put out. It was. Or UFC 200, which... Before by, by the, the way, By the way, BJ Penn was their first major promo video for the UFC. It was BJ Penn versus, that, that versus so... George St. Pierre. And you had George St. Pierre training in Canada. And GS and, uh, and BJ Penn living on a beach in Hawaii. It was their first major... Like, Have you actually watched promo. that lately? Go back and watch that and look at the quality of the video. It's amazing yeah, how far the shit has come yeah. in 15, 20 years. Like, you're looking at them like, what are they, they must have, like, a flip phone. What do you, what like, do you, holy shit, what, what's the UFC called? They call it embedded or something? Yeah. That was, like, the UFC, yeah. like, that was, like, UFC's first big embedded video yeah, with I mean, GSP versus uh, BJ Penn. Listen, I mean, anytime GSP is involved with something, it's going to be good, so. All I know <laughs> is when you leave the UFC and you beat... Not one, but two Gracies. You you should be solidified as a better career, hands down. I didn't know he beat both Gracies. He beat two of them. It was like I it mean, was, it was Ricardo and and somebody else. I, I, I could be getting the, the name like I, wrong. Like I said, from my viewpoint, he has so many losses at the end of his career. When I watch UFC, it's a lot of his his victories and shit like that on outside UFC and all. I don't really remember them. So it's kind of it for me, you know. I'm not saying that has nothing to do with everybody's opinion on it, though. But I mean, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like he's, like I said, he's a pioneer of the sport, and he's always going to be mentioned when you mention UFC. Which 
I don't know if Jose Aldo will be long term. He will. He maybe. I don't know. He's, He's not the, even like the thing about it is like you got Anderson Silva from Brazil. You got other people from that country that will be named before Jose Aldo. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, listen when you hard. when you're a competitor in combat sports at the highest level of UFC and you make it to the UFC Hall of Fame. You are always going to be remembered in that sport. You're always going to be talked about in that sport, no matter how much time passes. For example, BJ Penn is no longer fighting, and he is no longer the greatest 155er of all time. It is now Khabib, but he's still remembered as a great 155er, whereas Jose Aldo is still remembered as the greatest 145er to ever live. Yeah, he was. He is. For now. For now, because yes. you got to remember when you're, when you're talking about it, how long, like, that's one thing, like, when I'm knocking the shit out of EJ Penn here that you can't take away from him either. It's like, it took them a while to get another guy that was solidified as the best in that division. By the way. You know, and you got two guys in the, in the featherweight by, division by the right way, now. Question for both of you guys. Trivia question. I do not know the answer to this. When I looked it up. Oh, I thought you were going to have to look no, it up. When I looked it up, it was... <laughs> When it told me that BJ Penn was the second person to ever hold two belts in two different weight divisions, it did tell me the name of the first person. I just forget who it was. But do you guys, do either of you guys know who the first person was to hold two different weight division belts in the UFC? Oh, it wasn't Randy Couture. Really? It was some random name I've never heard before. I, I honestly don't know if I had to guess. Which it, I know, I, I know UFC. There was I, BJ was the second person to hold two belts at two, in two different weight divisions. There was somebody before him. I forget the name. There was some random name I've never heard before. Was it? Well, I don't know. I think about this. You got the name? Hold on, I'll look it up. I I typed in two weight division champions. It came up Connor. It's not Connor. <laughs> uh. I know because I looked it up earlier, but I don't remember. Historical. Man, I don't even know. Like, honestly, if I had to guess, it wouldn't, like, be even close. Like, I was thinking Couture as well. Uh, let's see. I got right here. Let's see. Come on, Lou. I mean, it had to be a lighter weight guy, like, maybe, like, a middleweight. Like, my first thought was maybe it was. Uh, What's it called? Um, your boy, Chuck. No, it was somebody... I I forget his name, but it was somebody not, like... You have to be a super hardcore fan of the sport to know his name. It wasn't Randy Couture? 1997, 2003? I think it was, yeah, I thought I think it was, it was before him. Randy Couture. You're talking about not in the UFC or in the UFC? In the UFC. I see Randy Couture. When did BJ Penn win it? Yeah, it was Randy Couture. No, it wasn't. It, it was Randy Couture. Randy Couture Joe won Warren? in uh, 1997. He won the heavyweight title. And in 2003, he won the light heavyweight title against Tito Ortiz. Randy Couture, yeah. And then BJ Penn did it at uh, 2004 and 2008. Wait, hold on. I That's crazy. List of multi-champions in UFC history. Let's see. I mean, maybe there's someone else that I don't know of. Couture. Yeah, it was Randy Couture. 
Are you sure yeah, it wasn't just a different, like, affiliation? Because there's probably some, like, guys in, like, K1, that one K1 and one the other stuff. Because they, they had a lot of those. I forget. Who the was name. the first UFC fighter ever to I hold two belts? The, I forget the name. It, not the same time. Two belts. Yeah, but not, not at the same time. I forget the name, though. There's only, like, five of them. But I remember reading it because it said BJ Penn was the second person to do it. And then I didn't. You, yeah, so if Randy. Are you, they might have had an interim belt. Like maybe maybe whatever you saw was in the interim belt. Okay. I mean, because sometimes they do. I don't. I don't know how, how that works. Yeah, I got Randy Couture on mine. Yeah, it's it's Randy Couture for me. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I mean, yeah. First, that's the because when I think of champ champ, I think of Randy Couture right away. Yeah, same same here. But if we can't find it, yo, we'll find it later, man. You having a good time hosting today, Polly? It's a little different, man. I'm on the other end here. Hey, I'm getting used to to this shit. (laughs) But, um, all right, fellas. I mean, you guys did put on the show. If I'm looking at it from somebody from, like, who doesn't know jack shit. I'm sorry. It was was Randy Couture. I apologize about that. I, I I don't know what I was thinking. It was Randy Couture. I fucked up. He just wanted to say BJ Penn's name again as double champ. Like, I get it. Technically, <laughs> technically, he was the first person to hold two belts at the same time because he was co-champion when he won the welterweight title. Well, like you said, he won the... He was co-champion of 155. There was no other champion after him, and he was the co-champion when he won the welterweight. So it'll say Conor McGregor, but if you if you read, like, the Reddit, the Reddit reviews... Technically, it was BJ Penn. But no, there's... I mean, what else is... Like... Uh, what do you think, Paul? About, like... When I, when I think about, like, who double champions... No, like, or... what, who's, in your opinion, not... Going off this debate, who do you think had the better career? All right, so... Like, I like I always do for all these debates. If I didn't know jack shit about MMA... Um, the way you bring it into me, you starting with BJ Penn, is he was the first man to do things. He was he, he was a pioneer. He did present. He did have big fights. At the end of the day, that does matter. That he did have a lot of big fights, and he won a couple of those big fights as well. But when it comes to Jose Jose Aldo, from what I'm learning, if I didn't know shit, I mean he's that he had the longest streak as a champion, considered one of the greatest featherweights of all time. Um, He's still in it. He's still ranked high in two divisions. So, I mean, if you're looking at total greatness or you're looking at, you know, full saying. body of work. Do you, do you put the records above the higher names and better oppor- and more opportunistic moves? It does matter. That's, that. that's I, a personal honestly, opinion. He did bring good awareness to that, that. The bigger names that he fought, at, especially at that time, that was a young UFC. At that time, that was a, a young UFC when it was starting to be mainstream. BJ Penn, honestly, he's one of those biggest parts. Even though I do say Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture's fights, they were kind of bigger. But BJ Penn did put the plaque over. You mean, you mean Chuck there. and Tito? Chuck and Tito, yeah, my bad. Chuck, I'm, see, I'm thinking Randy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Chuck and Tito, I would say bring the. He, they made people love MMA fighting after that. But BJ Penn is definitely somebody who, who paved the way. So, so like, it depends how people even look at this, man. So it's, it's a, yeah, it it's, it's a personal opinion on better records, yeah. better title defense streak, or 
winning bigger names and doing it across five weight divisions. Yeah. And I mean huge weight division gaps, like going from 155 all the way up to heavyweight. That's a that's a that's a sixty pound swing. And he looked like a butterball when he did it. <laughs> I know. I'm actually going to go back and watch that fight. It's impressive. It. No, he it's almost impressive. beat. He almost beat Machida. He was very close to beat to be. I think he lost in a split decision. I'm not. I can't remember, but I think he lost. In a, I could be wrong. You know, I'm definitely going to go back and watch just to check him out. Is and was what was that Pride or K1? I think it was K1. Yeah, I'm gonna go check that out. I'm gonna and for those of you who've never seen it, go go YouTube and watch Rumble on the Rocks. That that was a great event too. You guys watched that. That that's where BJ beat Matt Hughes, by the way. Now I remember it was fun. I we watched it before, uh, but like after that, they never did any more of the. They, I think they did one more, like tournament like that. And then they stopped. Yeah. Like, it just, like, they stopped. Yeah. They changed all the regulations and rules and shit. You know, it's like... So, people out there listening, both fighters, Hall of Fame careers, you just put the record over bigger names and more weight class opportunities. Or do you put the bigger names, more weight classes, bigger fights over records? Personal opinion. Whatever you, whatever you choose. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, both guys are great. I think we broke down those stats here. So, uh, honestly, like, I really don't care if I won or if you won. This was fun. So, thanks for having me on. Fun. These are always fun, guys. Give like, our guys some love. Come yeah. support them. I mean, I love, I love doing the debates because even though, like, I don't like BJ Penn, you still get a lot of information from BJ Penn that, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not researching him as a fan to, like, all right, let's, let's – What's the good yeah. things he did? And, like, you heard a lot of new good, thi- good good information from BJ Penn. It's, like, makes me respect his career a lot more than I did before. I still don't like him at all. But there's a lot of fighters out there that I don't like. Like, a lot of people hate John Jones. The dude's a dickhead. But he's n- always going to be in the argument for top. So, it's, like, just because they're a dickhead doesn't when, mean when they're is, not great. When is he ever going to fight at heavyweight? They're saying he's fighting in September against Stipe Miocic, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. I don't know. So we'll what see. do you think about Stipe? I think Stipe's passed the hill too. Stipe's trying to get. Payday. I think he's on his. I think he's. he's I think he's get, on his way out. He's trying to get payday, but like the UFC yeah, is. UFC is going to pay John Jones whatever he wants now because Francis is leaving. So they're in a scramble to get a headliner at that division. So what do you do when Francis? Do you put interim titles? Uh, do you, do you so strip the, Francis? Do you? Well, the well, no. It, he he would just strip himself. He would just relinquish his belt and leave and go. He's gonna go fight Tyson Fury. Uh, Didn't he say he wanted to resign? They just had to give him like the rights to the Tyson Fury fight or something. He said the only way he would resign is if the money's right and they make sure he gets paid what he wants for Tyson Fury, which is not going to happen. Uh, he's not. I mean. The money that he's going to make if he goes and does it solo is just going to be – it's going to be more than his entire contract for the UFC. It would be stupid on his end. But I understand if he wants to sign it, take a little bit of a pay cut, and get more fights in the so UFC to solidify. He's pulling a BJ Penn where he's having a contract dispute and leaving <laughs> to fight bigger yeah. names. In, in a completely different sport, though. That's and what I'm saying. <laughs> thanks to <laughs> Conor McGregor, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. It's it's true, though. He's doing. He is, he is because like, he's going to make 
60 million to fight Tyson Fury where he makes yeah. 500 grand to a mil to so fight in the UFC. It's he's stupid. just a later version of BJ because BJ left to fight bigger names for more even, money. Uh, <laughs> not even. No, honestly, like, I wouldn't even qualify them. BJ Penn was doing it completely different in a better way for his sport. Where I, th- I think I think it was from. I think he wanted more money. They didn't want to pay him. Yeah, at the time he still didn't get it. He came back and he didn't Wait. get it. Still, which you're not getting money from Dana White. <laughs> like that's oh, the thing. But, it's like and Francis wants more money and Dana's not going to do it. So he's going to Fra- leave so and fight bigger names. The difference so is this: the yeah. difference between them is that Francis is trying to get money for the entire roster. He just okay. came out. He's trying to get money for the entire roster. More pay for all of them. Where BJ Penn did it for himself. There's nothing wrong with either of them at all. But yeah, I think I think John Jones will be back. But uh, hey, whatever. Uh, that was okay. fun though. I had a great time. I don't know. Shout about out you. to Rafa Nadal, my my man. Yeah, the goat, baby, the goat. He won. <laughs> but seriously, guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate this. Look forward to coming back and debating Paul or Bob or whoever wants to step up about anything. I know Paul's been blowing up the group chat about Fedor debates, so whenever you guys want to come on, just let me know. Oh, hold up. And I'll, I'll, did I'll we come just back get a, on. Did we just get a gauntlet throwdown between Paul and Craig of Fedor? I just got listen, to yo, listen, I got to find the right headway for uh, No, you know what? Like, we should have done – it's what we should have done with BJ Penn. We should have just argued as BJ Penn an all-time, like, goat, yes or no, because I would argue yeah. no, and he would argue yes, but we threw Penn in. So, I mean – Technically, for Fedor, since he didn't fight in the UFC, how can you compare a UFC fighter to Fedor? It's that's not what fair. makes that hard. It's I gotta find the right way. Yeah. I mean, can I? That's another reason. Decent. Fedor wanted Decent. an extreme amount of money to fight in the UFC, and Dana wouldn't pay him. That was another I, reason. I wouldn't pay him over either. For some reason, I think he was the only one in his contract when mm-hmm. the UFC bought that organization that Fedor didn't have to fight for them. Yep. And, for, and I don't think it was Fedor's fault. I think it was his management team well, wanted an obscene amount of money. Fedor also, when they bought it over, he was under he he his contract was up, so he got lucky. Otherwise, he probably would have. I don't know. What, I think, I don't know what I think it was in his contract yeah. that, that it said if we get bought out, you have the option. You have the option to leave or stay. But Paul, you could think of a. Of I mean, heavyweight, when uh, you're undefeated for ten years, like I have three in my head. That I could probably go. I mean, can we give some love to Cain Velasquez? Cain, my man. Cain. He can't argue with it. He can't. You aren't allowed to use Cain Velasquez. Cain's the man. You can't use Cain Velasquez because if you argued Craig against Cain Velasquez, he'd be propping up Cain Velasquez the whole fight because he loves him. So you can't use Cain Velasquez. It's not fair. Cain is my boy. And Cain is actually like a legit stud. God bless him. What's yeah. going on with him, by the way? Is he's, he, is he's he like in jail. Is he, is he, he's, he's freaking he's not getting, in there. He's not getting out. Did he get out? He's doing the right thing. No. Did, did he get out? Is he still in? Judge, judge declined his bail twice. Really? So he's yeah. not getting out. I mean, he did He did attempt, to, he did attempt to kill somebody and shoot him in broad daylight in traffic. I mean, look crazy. Do I blame him? No. We all, like, like, like Dana White said, like, we all say when someone molests someone and they get out, we would kill them. Well, he, he actually he, did it. He did it. So came actually. Yeah, I have a problem. I, I'm saying for him because he did the right thing. Yeah, like the UFC actually wrote a who lot else would of. You, who, else, who else would you bring in there? Who else would your other name be for it's heavyweight? Stepe. Stepe could be in it. Stepe, yeah, DC. 
DC was never a heavyweight well, champion. Yeah, he, he, he was, but like was he didn't it? have a lot of fights at heavyweight, so it's kind of... If you're comparing... Because of well, Kane, though. Maybe you want to say is... Uh, oh, you're right. Like, it's Strike Force. Strike Force. He did fight. He won yeah, the pre... He, he won, won the... Uh, yeah. Maybe, you're right. two guys that beat Fedor over there, so I mean... Yareem and uh, Bigfoot, right? Oh, you talking about yeah. Overeem? The steroid guy who had to mysteriously go to, like, Switzerland for three months or something? No, he didn't beat Reem. He beat um, the other the other steroid guy, Doom. <laughs> Doom was a motherfucker. <laughs> the other man. steroid guy. He didn't fight Overeem. That's why I'm thinking DC would be good. Paul, but Paul's going to show up with mean, Brock Lesnar. He's going to be like, I'm representing Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock Lesnar, like, <laughs> ain't nobody had a bigger impact than Brock Lesnar. So you got your BJ, you got a BJ Penn effect with uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, this motherfucker was juiced out the gills. They said, fuck you, Mark Hunt. We'll pay your bill. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll get it going, though. I do we'll, think we'll that we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later on. We'll figure it out. I I would say that Kane and JDS had the best heavyweight fights that I've seen in the UFC. Yeah, the two of them. I and think JDS I think I think their trilogy was probably the best heavyweight <laughs> trilogy that I've seen in, in UFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was. I agree. I agree. Uh, but Paulie, close it out because I gotta get the hell out of here. I'm tired in the game. We're we're, we're pre recording it. It's the third quarter of the game right now, so we gotta get off this shit to watch it. <laughs> um, all right, fellas, yeah, did your thing. I think you guys both represented both very well. I agree. Um, and honestly, Craig made it a little tougher for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And he came out with fire. He made a point. You, you put all the lines out there like, yo, my man's still going. You guys did great, um, but everybody who ever listens to this, good luck judging this because it's a lot harder than what it is, especially if you're a, a fighting fan, period. This is a tough one to judge now. Craig, I appreciate you coming on again, man. I do also oh, want to say, um, before we do get out of here, I, I, I agree with you. Craig made it hard. You know, Craig, <laughs> Craig, Craig made it hard oh, here because a lot of the stuff he was saying, I was like, all right, how can I like pick it apart? Uh, with, with the Khabib, yeah. with the Khabib one, it was like it was easy, and one yeah. of the reasons why was because Fucker. you're going against me. I'm probably going to be the most comfortable person on the camera. I got like 300 podcast episodes and live videos yeah. under me now, and I'm the host of the show. So it's like, yo, I don't want to embarrass the host, but like that's what yeah. makes it fun with Craig. It's like you can come on here, we can shit talk, and then we're going to talk shit after anyway. Like we're not going to agree <laughs> on it no matter what, and uh, it was fun, man. So, for any of you that want to come on here and do a, do a debate, it's like this, guys. It, it's like a, we're literally sitting at the UFC Octagon. You see it behind us if you're watching the video. I'm Joe Rogan. He's John Anik, which he's my prodigy. So, just so you guys know, we are sitting behind in front of the Octagon here doing a UFC fight. It's just table talk. That's what the Stoop Life is about. We are about fun, friendships, family, and just great arguments and sports talk. Like it's it's not, neither of us care who won. We just care that we can finally got this on audio. So twenty years later, when Jose Aldo's still fighting, I can be like, he's still going, bro. Like, <laughs> no, but yeah, my boy's mayor though. He was the mayor. <laughs> my man's just taking all the Barry Bonds juice. He's still fighting at fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun, man. Uh, so guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We got a lot more coming from the Stoop Life though. So tune the fuck in. Hope to be back. And shout out to all the sponsors.
Absolutely. Before you guys, you know, get out of here, make sure you check out the streams of all of our our uh, sponsors. Um, we're posting them on our page, on Instagram, at The Stoop Life, on the Facebook page. Check them out because without them, guys, we wouldn't be doing this anymore because it's tired. It's hard to do this. We yeah. already had a couple people reach out to us that were like, yo, I'm going to do a podcast, this and that, and what happened? They do one episode, and they're like, yo, this shit ain't easy. This ain't easy. So we want to give a big shout-out to the sponsors for allowing us to you know, have an opportunity and a reason to do this. And make okay. sure you guys check out them sponsors frequently because I know our boy Louie does do a lot of card shows. He always has cards for sale, so make sure you yes, stay sir. in touch with them sponsors and keep looking at them very frequently. Yeah, absolutely. We will be having gear coming out with the sponsors on them, so you'll be very familiar with them because actually this podcast is pre-recorded, so it's going to be coming out on Monday. So tomorrow, tomorrow's episode on Tuesday, we do have our first sponsor coming onto the podcast, Dan Testa, Patriotic Powerhouse. So tune into that. You guys are going to hear about him, his story, what he likes in sports, and what his company's about. So tune into that. Dan Testa, Patriotic Powerhouse. He'll be coming on the podcast. And for those of you who do want to redeem Kobe Bryant after Paul fucked it up, <laughs> check yeah. out check out Louis Sports Store and see if he has any Kobe Bryant car sale for sale. <laughs> Paul, love you. Nice. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get you, you motherfucker. Yo, I'm going to get you. You got debated now. He's just calling you the fuck I'm out, gonna bro. Get you. I'm going to make three doors look like a subpar fighter when I'm done with you. Oh, God. I love it. Got to love it. That's what we're about in Stoop Life, y'all. We just talk shit oh, nonstop. That's all we do. Oh, man. All right, folks. Man, I do want to say also, lastly, before we do get out of here, all of our episodes are not going to be this long. We got an hour and a half stream here of audio, but that's just because me and Craig are just, you know, we talk shit to each other all fucking day, every day. If we don't, we're like, yo, you alive? So that's why we're going a little longer. <laughs> but, yo, we have limits on the podcast we're doing, so this is just a longer one. I hope you guys are still listening enjoyed it. <laughs> it don't matter. This is like a special case. It's all good. Yeah, we're all sitting here like, all right, they keep talking, they shut up. <laughs> and then we add on to it. It's like, all right, all right. But we're going to shut up. I'm shutting the audio off. Straight stipulation. Can't buy respect. Sell your soul, spend your whole life in debt. Microphone checker, supreme neck protector. Godson still keep a tech on the dresser. Not for sale. Before you guys get out of here, I just want to remind you to give a little check out to some of our sponsors of the Stoop Life Podcast. Because without them, we wouldn't be able to produce the content that we get. We wouldn't give you the great sports content that we get. So be sure to check out the sponsors of the Stoop Life Podcast right here for the next couple minutes. And check them all out. We appreciate it. First off, I want to give a shout out to my man Louis Frangiosa at Lulu Banga Sports Cards. If you guys are looking to buy or sell sports cards, our guy Louis Frangiosa is the guy you need to speak with. This man has them all. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. Heck, he even has some WWE cards. That's right. Any sport, if you want any of them, he got them. So give him a call. Check him out on his Instagram at Lulu Banga 
sports cards. Or check out his sales account on eBay at Lulu Banga Sports Cards. You can buy, sell, or trade any sports card. He's your guy for that. Or feel free to reach out to him. Just contact Louis Frangiosa directly at 484-318-5394. Check him out now. Let's talk about cars for a second. You know, because we all have them. Well, mostly. And sometimes we need to get rid of them. Unfortunately, sometimes dealerships, junkyards, you name it, they try to rip you the fuck off. That's why we use our guys over at Narton Auto Salvage. They buy cars, whether they're running or not. They can be wrecked, junked, or just flat out old. They take them. Not only will they take them, but they're going to pay you more for your vehicle than anyone else will. They service the Montgomery County and surrounding Pennsylvania and New Jersey areas. Check them out on Facebook at Narton Auto Salvage. Or feel free to give them a call and get a quick two-minute quote on what your vehicle is worth and how they can pick it up and take it off your hands. They can be reached at 484-687-0131. Just tell them Stoop Life told you to come and they'll take care of your car. Picture this. You're about to go on your first date with the smoking hot girl you just met. You roll up and your car's filthy. We all know that's a no-go. We need to show up with the car looking brand new. I'm not talking about running through the car wash clean. I'm talking about professionally clean, sparkling, pristine, fresh. Well, don't worry about that because we got people that will make your car look even better than the day you bought it. Thanks to our dude Dan Tudoris and his professional car detailing business, Drag On Customs, our cars are always looking top of the line. Drag On Customs is a fully automated detailing company. They service cars, trucks, boats. They'll even do your school bus, cop car, or they'll do your airplane if you got one of those, because some of you do. They're located in Skipback, Pennsylvania. They service just about every county in Pennsylvania. And guess what? They'll even come to you with their badass mobile detailing van. They even have their own shop. So if you live a little bit too far away, you can go drive to them. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Dragon Customs. Or shoot them a call at 484-213-9392. I guarantee it will be the best detail your car will ever get. Mark my words on it. Now go. Give them a call and get your car looking brand new. Check out Dan Tudor's Drag On Customs, best in the business. I promise you that. Now that we have the selling and transfer of cars covered, as well as making them look fresh and clean, I think it's time we talk about repairing them. Because sometimes, you know, we get them cleaned up, but we got a little bit of damage on it that cleaning up can't settle. But it's not bad enough that we want to sell it. So we just want to repair it. It's time we talked about repairing them, guys. I see too many people driving around with chip paint, dents, and scratched on the cars and bumpers. But don't worry, people. We can fix that. Thanks to our sponsor, Mike McMonagle at Colors on Parade, they can make that car look brand new. Located in Montgomery and Bucks County area, they are a body shop on wheels. They specialize in fixing and painting bumpers, mirrors, rims. Any car issues that need paint, they do it. You got some scratches on your car? Need some touch-ups on them door hinges? That's an easy fix for them. They specialize in making those paint blemishes in your car go away. Making your car look fresh 
and new is what they do. So if you have a car that needs a bumper painted, a mirror painted, or any type of paintwork that needs to be done to your car, reach out to Mike McMonagle at Colors on Parade. Check them out on both Facebook and Instagram at Colors on Parade. Or just shoot them a call or text to 610-618-9335. Get that car looking fresh, paint it brand new, you'll feel a lot better. So check out Colors on Parade. Are you looking to buy a new home? Or maybe you're looking to sell your home? Or are you possibly looking to just rent? Either way, don't worry about it because our guy, Anthony Belletta, is the best in the business. Servicing the Pennsylvania and New Jersey area, the Anthony Belletta team is the squad we use for our home buying and selling needs. Anthony and his team offer a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience when searching for a new home or selling and getting a new one. Friendly, committed, diligent, dependable, passionate, professional, and proficient. That's just everything you get when you work with Anthony Boletta and Team Boletta Real Estate. In association with Keller Williams, Anthony and his team offer some of the best services in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So if you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to sell your house or just rent or all of the above, check out Boletta Realtor Anthony Boletta. Check them out on Instagram at the Boletta team. Make sure you guys type in Boletta with B-I-L-L-E-T-T-A. Again, on Instagram at the Boletta team or check out their Facebook page, Anthony Boletta team, Keller Williams Real Estate. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, give Anthony, Anthony Boletta team, realtor, a call at 484-682-3869 or email the team at info at theboletateam.com to get all of your home services needs checked out because they're the best in the business and I guarantee you, you'll have a great experience with Anthony Boletta and Team Boletta Real Estate. Shout out to our man Keith Andrews at Keystone Professional Cleaners. Are you guys by chance looking to keep or get your home or business clean? Now I'm talking about clean, clean, like professionally clean. Not half-assed clean like we give. Keystone Professional Cleaners are here for that. They provide both residential and commercial cleaning solutions. If this is something you or your company needs, reach out to Keith Andrews at Keystone Professional Cleaners. They offer weekly, bi-weekly, monthly services, as well as move-in and move-out services. Tile and grout cleaning, carpet cleaning, strip and wax, spray and buff. You name it, they do it all. They are a full-service janitorial and commercial cleaning provider. They offer full services in the Montgomery County, Bucks County, Lehigh County, Philadelphia County, and Delaware County areas. Check them out on Facebook at Keystone Professional Cleaners, LLC. Or give them a call at 1-800-403-9452. Or if you prefer email, Shoot them a message at Keith at KeystoneProfessionalCleaners.com. Again, Keystone Professional Cleaners. Check them out for all your cleaning services. Patriotic Powerhouse. That's right, guys. Shout out to our man Dan Testa at Patriotic Powerhouse for supporting the Stoop Life podcast. 
Companies that are made to help others win, that is a company we support. And that is exactly what Patriotic Powerhouse is founded upon. If you are looking to run a charity foundation for your small business, Dan Testa at Patriotic Powerhouse is the one you need to contact for that. He will set you up with the best charity you have ever seen. You want a raffle? He got you. You want to do a giveaway? He got you. You want to run a party? He got you. He can and will make them the best charities you ever ran. So next time you're looking to run a charity for your business, give our buddy Dan Testa a call at Patriotic Powerhouse. You can find him on Instagram at Patriotic underscore Powerhouse or reach out to Dan directly at 856-535-1525.